All right, everybody, welcome to uh, the first debut episode of Sports Sushi here. Uh, I will be your host slash moderator, um, <laughs> DJ Slow Boogie. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to change that name as we move forward. Um, I'm here with my main man, Sterling, and uh, Sports Plug Rush. Y'all want to say something real quick? Oh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say what's up. And as always, I think uh, you know how we should start it off. We should go ahead and give our names. And uh, let's start it off sports uh, sports episode right. And sports sushi right, I should say. And uh, start off with your name and your team. It's uh, Sports Plug Russ, and I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay, well, don't hold that against him. I've known Russell for years. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to say this. He's, he's like one of the more decent Cowboy fans that I've, 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 I've been around. Sometimes he will go and, you know – Going the you know that those those ranges of when they start getting annoying when they start winning but he always comes back to uh, reality come around December it's like clockwork so uh, that's my man Russ I've been knowing him for uh, quite a for a few years actually it's been uh, almost what ten years Russ yeah yes it's like yeah, almost oh six yeah so we're we're, we're we're getting up there in age man and uh, got my man uh, Sterling in here you want to go ahead and say what's up sir. What's up, man? This is Sterling over here. Uh, you know, I'm a Bills fan, right? So, uh, and Mavericks. I know uh, Russ is a Mavericks fan, just like I. Oh am. yeah, you know what I'm saying. I love to, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Yeah, so always representing, man. Uh, you know, when it comes to uh, fan bases that are always in turmoil, I think uh, Bills and Cowboys kind of uh, link up a little bit. You know, I, I still think the Cowboys live in a, a state of delusion. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we accept all. So I'm happy to be a part of the show, man. And uh, can't wait to see what we got moving forward. All right, Congrats well, bliss. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, my name is Boogie. And uh, my favorite teams are, uh, you know, speaking of turmoil, uh, is the New Orleans Saints. And uh, I kind of dipped my toe in uh, with the uh, Houston Texans since i am uh, been living in uh, Texas for the past 20-some-odd uh, years. Um Basketball is uh, Houston Rockets. Uh, we suck, but uh, we're, we're fun to watch uh, <laughs> at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> uh, baseball, I mean, come on, man. Uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Houston Astros all day. Oh, all right, let's just jump off the topics, man, because we don't need to talk about cheaters right now. Okay, look, man. Uh, right, so, what we gonna, we're going to start off uh, with... Um, we're going to start off with the the, the Boston, uh, not the Boston, the uh, Brooklyn and uh, Philadelphia game. Um, if you've been uh, watching the actual uh, the, the kind of the news coverage of uh, Ben Simmons uh, returning back to Philadelphia, it's uh, you ain't really been getting that warm of a welcome, man. Um, he's probably been called everything uh, except a, a child of God. Uh, except that time. they called him a turkey. They they, they yeah. called him a turkey. And I, I just have to say, I, I just have to say this: if you, if you don't know, well, let me let you know. The game's already over. If you want to see a dead body, turn to TNT because there's a dead body all over Philadelphia, and it's them. Yeah, Ben Simmons brought his big brother KD in there, and oh my good God, Lord KD in heaven, they <laughs> unloaded on James Harden and company with both barrels. I kind of feel bad, but I don't. <laughs> I kind of don't, man. I really don't. Um, James, you know, James got got a lot of bad karma mounting up, man. You know, I, I just don't, you know, as as a Rockets fan, I don't, I, I can't respect how he left. You know, I'm still holding on to that. I can respect you know, that. It, it, it's a lot of hurt there. You know, uh, he came up, he came to us in a fat suit, and then um, 
You know, he he he. he you know, I, I can't I can't respect how he left us. And you know, he kind of did the same with um with uh with Brooklyn. And you know, um, so it it, it it's it, it's it's hate on both sides. I see. You know, uh, you know, Brooklyn fans and the Philly fans are both uh, gi- you know, giving them a piece of their mind. And uh, I can tell you right now, uh, Philly fans are not disappointing. They are not. I haven't heard uh somebody call somebody a turkey since like the seventies. <laughs> uh, as far as like a uh, yeah, uh, they just, call that man a, a bird, a, yeah, a turkey. <laughs> a turkey. I haven't heard I that in a minute. But um but uh all in all what's going on in the court, man, like my man Russ said, is definitely a massacre. Um it's not looking pretty. Not at all. Um Did you I have you have you caught any of it? I was gonna say, have you I'm caught not, any of it, Sterling? Have you caught have you seen the, the murder on live TV? Oh yeah, man. I mean, look, man, you, Seth Curry is hooping. That boy got 15 Facts. points right now. Right. And so, you know, they they were gonna come in this game fired up. I mean, like when when your boy KD doesn't even want you on his uh on the all-star team, I mean, you know they're <laughs> coming for you, bro. And they've been dogging Ben Simmons all freaking morning long. I mean, honestly, if you want to go back to last season, you know, when he that that playoff blunder, they've been getting on him for for quite some time, man. So he Look, he like you said, Russ. You know, big brothers in town. You know, he's like, you know, hey, you know how when you were when you were a kid, right? And uh, somebody's talking smack, and you got to go fight, and then you get beat up, and then you go run home crying to get your big brother. That's exactly what Ben Simmons just did right now. <laughs> That's exactly what he did, man. So happens to be the Debo of scoring in the NBA. I mean, the man started five. The man started five for five and started talking smack to Joel Embiid, and I was just like, damn. I was like, I don't think this is gonna go well. All right, in my James Harden voice, damn, it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be like this. It wasn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> but, but uh, as it leads us in, like Boogie, as we were talking about with the trade itself, though, now, now that we've seen the game, I think you'll agree too, Sterling. We finally get to see, like, like we can finally kind of judge it, even though Ben hasn't played. We can kind of see, okay, the Nets aren't just high and dry without Ben Simmons. They're blowing these guys out by twenty. So. You can kind of look back at the trade and say, you know, some people that said Ben Simmons is the is the deadly force that the Nets may need. They they looking right right now. They look they looking right right now. Even though he hasn't said, and that's scary that he hasn't set foot on the court yet. And and the team out there is obliterating the team that everybody for the past what week week and a half has been just gushing over. And I ain't trying to sound like a hater. You can call me Silky Johnson if you want to. And say I'm just hate hate hating, but I I just didn't see it. And tonight I'm looking at the screen like this is. They don't have any heart. Let's just I'm just gonna be one hundred with y'all, man. I see a, I see no heart. James Harden has never had heart. What's that dude out of the uh, what's oh, that the dude. lion? The coward yeah. the man. You can't just dog harden like that. He's had heart <laughs> just in the boom boom room, right? With the strip club. <laughs> That's where he's got heart. <laughs> He need, oh. go, he need to go back. He need to go back to the boom boom room. And I mean, he need to get his heart back. Yeah, I mean I, that, that seems to be his uh his uh safe place and where he can center and zen himself out because uh when he was out here he was in the zone uh on the uh, uh on the court and uh in the uh in the uh, in the VIP rooms I can tell you that much. James Harden man is is he has that 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 Dennis Rodman DNA aspect where I think if he parties in a good city he performs well. That's just a theory that I have. That's, that's horrible for your number one player. Dennis Rodman played with Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. 
<laughs> you can't play number one. Hey dog, I can't hoop tonight. Watch strip club not popping out here, man. Bro, he do it. What did he do the whole off season, Russ? What did he do? Oh, we know what he did. Yeah. We know what he did. He went on tour with little baby. All right, he went out there. Um, where else he he went? He was like in Paris or something. Got caught uh, in Paris uh, doing some stuff. So I mean, come on, you know James. Um. You know, like 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 my man Russ said, James missing his heart, dog. So, and yeah, I mean, we we, 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 we not James no more. He is the man. Until I see something different, Ginobili snatched it. We all know that's the worst play to me. That's the worst play probably for a superstar to have. Oh, besides your team coming back from a three-one series and in Game Six they sit your ass on the bench because you ain't got no heart <laughs> and you going two for thirteen. I mean, it's just it, the writing's on the wall. Writing's on the wall, man. I mean, I, I'm like, not sure. No, it's kind of like, you know, you talk about James Harden, man. It's like, how many times can can everybody be wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like Antonio Brown. Like, how many opportunities and how many teams do you have to be on before you, the player, can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know, if if I'm if I'm gonna win a title, if I want a shot at a title, man, I gotta I gotta do different. And it's like he doesn't want he doesn't. It seems like he doesn't take his body seriously in terms of eating, weight management, and so forth. I mean, he's one of the best you know offensive juggernauts to ever play the game, in my opinion. I mean, but at some point, man, like he's like Russ, and we're gonna talk about him later in the show. Like, <laughs> what, what, when are you gonna take the next step? Right, you have to bring the mood down, but we are going to talk about Russ Westbrook. <laughs> I got to agree, man. I got, I got to agree. Uh, James Head, you know, in his heart, has always been questionable. We we've been saying that in Houston out here, um, you know, and you know, Mamba has spoken. He said, "You won't win the championship playing like that." So, um, James, man, is just is 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 it like like I I can't. Sit here and say honestly that I'm not watching this with the biggest grin on my face. I'm I'm really relishing his his, his struggles right I, about I, now. I, I have a grin too, but I have to be fair. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't have to be fair, but I'm going to be fair. Like there's two players named on this question, and the other one, man, thing is you can't be sitting on the bench like this with other yeah. people in your dirty work. Like when you play. You better drop 40. You better have 30. And if you don't, you better have more assists, rebounds, blocks, steals. You better look like all of the defensive player of the year that you look like. Well, he finished second, but you look like a couple years ago. Because, like, this is honestly, even though I, and I like Ben Simmons, this is pitiful. Like, I, could, I couldn't sit, me personally, I couldn't sit on the bench bad back and all. I got to get, like, uh, Draymond Green. I got to get him a chip at least. I got to break a sweat, something, so they just know I'm alive. But, yeah, both of them got a lot to prove, man. This is some sad shit. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. We talk about these two guys like they two like middle schoolers. It's, it's, well, it's not- well, all in all, I think that uh, I think that after this game, James will get you know back on track uh with um you know him and uh his MVP candidate uh teammate uh Joel Embiid um will kind of get back on, and I'm not sure uh how that's gonna affect Embiid's uh uh run for um. The MVP, but um, I can tell you right now, um, I got a favorite man, and you know, and and it might not be you know um, everyone's a, a, a top one, but uh, I got to go because uh, Luka Doncic is saving me uh, in yeah. fantasy football. I mean, uh, fantasy football, fantasy basketball. So uh, he is my guy. So as long as he keep hooping, 
I still have a a shot at my uh, fantasy uh, basketball championship. So Luca is my guy in the uh, in the MVP race. Um, how do you guys feel? Uh, how that uh, is shaping up right about now? You can go. You can get it, uh, Sterling. So. I mean, if that's your number one, you know, well, Luca's my favorite player in the league because I'm a Mavs fan. But uh, living here in Denver, man, it's hard not to, uh, you know, overlook Nikola Jokic, man. The dude, I mean, he's without Jamal Murray. He's without Michael Porter Jr. Um, and he's still putting up numbers. I mean, the guy has, you know, just about 26 points a game. He's improved his shooting percentage from last year to 64% uh, in terms of twos. And he's like 57% from three. And this is a seven-foot center. I mean, and eight assists. I mean, like, you, those numbers are not normal. <laughs> so Nikola Jokic, man, is uh, he, he's MVP on and off the court, man, to me. Reigning MVP, Jokic is balling. Uh, I have to agree with that, actually. Jokic is, is killing. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, the other day, and it's, and I was just like, I, I think it's to the point now with Joker, and I'll give you mine, but I just have to talk about Joker to the point we have to say, do you, do people actually realize like what's going on? Like we we we've spent a week, and people have been in awe at the fact of Joel Embiid saying that this is the first time when I haven't been double teamed. Joker is playing without Jamal Murray and without Michael Porter Jr. and is still looking like a top three player in the league and is in the MVP race. Like it is what he's doing is insane. <clears throat> it, it just it makes no sense. I, I I think that we need to really look at this because he's playing the best point guard for his team and the best center for his team. But if I had to give uh, a pick right now, um, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. I love Luca, but I gotta go with John Morant, man. Um, the the youth, how he's building that team up, uh, everything. I, I'm I just I really. I really think we need to start. I think we need to pay more attention to what what he's doing, and in terms of how he's taking a team from that far down, and in this amount of time, straight back up. Okay, we got a request to speak. Uh, we're going to bring in a shotgun. Uh, what is that? Uh, Eleven eighteen. Uh, okay. So we're going to bring him in right now. Uh, go. Let's see. You hot? We're going to bring him in. There you go. There it goes. Showing y'all love, just trying to figure out how to work the buttons. But I like what y'all talking about. Keep it up. I feel you. Can I? I get a formal introduction. I see you, shotgun. I want to hear what you have to say about. Welcome to Sports Sushi. Grab your chopsticks and come on, get it in. You the first. Yeah, I'm gonna listen in, man. Y'all doing a great job. Appreciate the love. I'm gonna listen in. Broncos jersey you wearing on that on that avatar? Yeah, no, nah, you you and you can speak, man. Speak your piece. We're letting you, <laughs> nah. you you raise your hand to speak. Hey, that's that's a warm. I'm I'm from Houston. That's a Warren Moon jersey. I had to put my Deshaun Watson jersey up until we figure out our legal situation. So I'm like <laughs> Warren Moon. For hey man, look, yeah, but uh, that's my little brother. He the biggest Broncos fan in the world. So you know he he happy for Russ Wilson. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank. We gonna get into that later in the show, but uh. As as far as the MVPs, um, that's go. I know that it, we always want to have a, a certain part of the show where we try to fill you in on some things that you may not know or or randomly just add it into a topic. And this is one of the topics that we wanted to talk about our favorites for MVP. And we're going to probably get into a little bit more. But I would like to give some facts. Uh, this is just slight facts. I'm not going to stat you too much. But let's talk about the reason why not only are the MVP on the court, but some of the things that they are doing off the court because some of the things these guys from Steph Curry to Joker to 
uh, John Moran, all these guys are doing things off the court. And me personally, I just wanted to highlight one of the candidates in the top five. I know we had, I can't see our list. We'll have to get it up one day where y'all can see it. Uh, I know Steph Curry was on there and the things that he did during all-star game when he had about $50,000 donated. And if he scored a certain amount of points, we all know he scored 50 some odd points. He had another $40,000 because he, he hit the most threes ever. And he had, an, he had another I think it was another $50,000 because he won the MVP. And this is before the game. He said, if I do this, I'll donate this money. And then on top of that, there was another $448,000 that got donated because he was on Team LeBron and they won. So not only are they doing things on the court that are amazing, but the things off the court. You got Joker donating a, a sum of money so big to a hospital that they don't even release the amount. Um, it's just things like that. I think we need to pay a little bit more attention to that. But if you didn't know, well, hey, now you know. And it's true. No, I mean, and it, you know what's what's really cool about what, what you guys are talking about, just the resolve that it takes for a player to be, you know, one of the top one percent in their in their like respected um, sports. But like where these guys come from, I mean, Nikola Jokic, for instance, man, dude grew up in Serbia. Right. And in 1999, I mean, they were, it was they were bombed by NATO for 11 yeah. weeks. I mean, this guy has seen people die in front of him neighbors killing each other. I mean, he grew up in a war zone, you know, and this is kind of the stuff that, that really, you know, he doesn't really like to talk about, but you know, he's a, he's a family man. I mean, my son uh, plays for Billups elite out here in Denver. And, uh, you know, my son is shot hoops with Jokic, man. He's a real nice dude. I've seen the dude at whole foods buying people's groceries. I mean, this dude is like, he is like the kindest big man you'll ever meet. So, a lot, of, a lot of stuff gets put into what these guys do on the court, but off the court, man, some they're just people, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's how you treat people is what matters most. And you know what? Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's good that you know uh, that you bring that up as far as how you treat people. Um, uh, one, one superstar at the, at the time is uh, has not really been getting uh, fair treatment um, when it comes to the NBA fans. Um, fair. Also, <laughs> <laughs> Russell Westbrook has been getting. Uh, let me go. Start. Let me go. Start. Let me go. I'm like. I'm like uh, one of the Wayne brothers in the show. Hold me back. Hold me back. No man. Bring it down, Russ. Take it down. But um. But yeah. Um. You know. Uh. Russ has always been uh very uh uh proponent to uh to to, to hecklers and stuff like that, and uh, he's always had a problem with them. Um. Do you think that? Do you think that uh, is 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 he is being uh, some people say a little bit uh, too uh, overly sensitive about this? I mean, because heckling is not a part. I mean, it's technically a part. Of, not technically, it is a part of sports. Yeah, it's part of it. It's part of it. And you know what else is a part of it? You get heckled when you play like shit. I'm just gonna be honest with you, man. Like, like I, it's one thing if a guy is mad because he's getting heckled, and we can look and say he's playing his heart out. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't really deserve it. But Russell Westbrook, you aren't brought here. If, if Malik Monk was playing like Russell Westbrook, then we wouldn't care. If we would just okay, well, Malik Monk is just you know he's just not gonna make it. But Malik Monk is playing like Russell Westbrook should be playing, and that makes no sense. And then for you to get on there and you make a full circle around first, you start with my family, which no one should get death because that, that shouldn't happen to anybody. But what made me upset hearing it was he went all the way around and it ended with I don't want to be called Westbrook. Man, you didn't stop breaking. It's that simple. People aren't heckling him on some like, oh, we just don't like you. They're heckling him because you were playing like trash. Two years ago in Houston, you looked like you could win the MVP. You were averaging 30. 
with James Harden. Now you're out here and you can't even throw yourself an oop off the backboard and warm up. And you mad at people for calling you names. You can retire or or go somewhere where they don't care about basketball. I hate to be this guy. I hate that. But y'all, y'all, y'all going to feel me when I say this. It's soft. It's charming ultra, bro. It's so <laughs> charming right now. Man, what does it tell you? And I, I don't mean to be like, you know, the old dude in the room talking about what happened in the glory days. But man. The NBA, like if you look as like attendance, the NBA had so much attendance back in the 80s and the 90s, man. And, and fans, people are not, they're not any different than they were back then. They talk trash to Jordan. They talk trash to Michael. They, I mean, they did this. So why? It's like we got this generation of just soft players, right? Everything is social media driven. Like, man, Russ is not, he's not playing well. And I think part of it has to do with because he's not the top dog anymore. He's not the guy. You know, when you got LeBron, LeBron's running the show. And I think that that's kind of hurting his game a little bit, man. He, he just doesn't know how to adjust. Russ has never been able to adjust, ever. At what, all. What, and that's always, what, that's always right. been the main problem with his game is that he's an awesome player. And that's what hurts me about it because, like, he's a player that you look and you say, damn, he's cold as hell. He's played 14 years. He don't have a championship. How? He's played with KD, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, uh, James Harden. How did he average the triple-double? The dude is literally, Oscar Robertson does not like him because he wants to be like him. Like, Oscar Robertson really just despises him because he's a better version of him. And it's like, mm. he, but when you get on the court, you it's like a, it's like his brain just, like, turns into butter in the microwave, and he just bleh, dissolves. It's, it's horrible. I just, we got another, a boogie. I think you got another hand up. Okay, so we got uh, our boy Dale from Florida. Uh... Uh, coming in to uh, to speak for a minute. All right, Hurricane, you muted. There, there you go. I'm here. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Florida Sushi. Grab your chopsticks. It's nice to have you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Westbrook thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. He. Russell, he's he's he had to get the the stink of oh he can't do it without KD. So once he did it, he did the back to back MVP season type seasons with the triple doubles. Then he moved on, go to Houston, go to Washington, do his thing. So he was always give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. Um, in the sense of him not knowing how to adjust, I disagree on it because. Team USA, he was coming off the bench and he wasn't getting that much minutes. Okay. So, with that, he can know how to adjust his game. The problem is this, and, and I agree with you, you say, because he's been on top and been the man of the team so far, he doesn't know how to do it. He, it took him a while. He should have took notes from Carmelo. But Carmelo went to Houston for like, what, two seconds? Mm-hmm. Less Carmelo time. had to learn how to just, yeah. Carmelo had to learn how to do that. So then after that, he had to sit out. He had to humble himself. Westbrook needs to humble himself. That's the stage. That's the part of the stage that he's in his career right now, and he can't accept that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. You make a good point. I mean, yeah. yeah, humility is good, but when you at that level, there has to be a level of leadership to you, and when you don't possess that, I think that affects. Your your character on the on and off the court, and also when you play such a physical brand of basketball that he plays, 
there is just not plausible for his for his body hype to just sustain that much, you know, pounding all the time. I and mean, you have to see some sort of decline, right? I mean, you look at guys like, um, you know, Zion Williamson, for instance, right? He can't even get on the court because he's put yeah. so much wear and tear on his body. And that's concerning, right? So, yeah, man, there's a lot of factors that go and into why Can I interject real quick, real go quick, Stud? I'm sorry. And I know, I'm sorry. I'm not going, I'm not fat shaming. I'm not saying, I'm just saying Zion does have wear and tear, but he mostly has surf and turf. Because that, that man has a problem with eating all, the, he's, he's eating way too much. And it, it makes no sense. It's the point people are saying he's got a fat. So we can talk about Zion another time. Because I think he's a great talent, but I do think he has an issue with his uh, his weight, and it's, it's very serious. I think he's got an issue with his weight. And if, if you live in New Orleans, if you live in New Orleans, you eat too. True, that's man. That's why his mom and then want him out. Maybe that's why he's thinking, <laughs> "I'm getting out of there." He's going to eat. There's nothing we can do. And it, and it is true because uh, I think uh, one off season he came out uh, and he was looking like like money. And then the next one, he like he gained about mm-hmm. a solid, like 40, 40 Look good like falling. Yeah, is that etouffee, man? All that etouffee <laughs> and gumbo. Profit season was delicious. delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. But you in the NBA, man, you can't be doing it like that. But we can, go ahead, Sterling. I'm sorry. I just, whenever I hear that, I just be like. He, he might want to divorce a little Debbie. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he said to death do his part. All right, now let's get off of that. We can't do it. But did y'all see the float, though? No, I just uh, did not see that. Oh, oh, so the listeners out there, anybody, and it's my my co-host. Y'all have to go ahead and look up. Uh, we get our room set up too. I have to post it in the room. We have to uh, show you this this float that they had at Mardi Gras. Instead of Zion, it just said one ton on his shirt, and it was a big fat Zion, and he was surrounded by money and food. Like so, I, I think he's he's very close to becoming a New York <laughs> New York Nick. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna want to be there for too much longer. Russell Westbrook yeah. is losing it. I mean, you know, lost it, losing it. He's at he's at that point. What, what else you got for the world, Boogie? I mean, I, I don't mean, want to on them guys too much. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, uh, Russ is a uh, is is, is kind of uh, at that uh, junction and you know that crossroad in, in his career. I, I I gotta agree. Nobody plays forever. Um, you got to go ahead and start, you know, betting on yourself, man, and betting on the future, like a uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, apparently, uh, <laughs> my boy Calvin Ridley. Yeah, was money. I'm sorry, but boy, you shot that segue from the half court line. Yeah. That was that was good. That was good, bro. That was good. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I think you got it. We got another hand raise. I'm on it. All right. I'll just bring shotgun back in here. All right. All right. What's happening, shotgun? I got a question for y'all. How much do y'all think, how much blame do you think, do you think Russell Westbrook is being overblamed for the Lakers' uh, failures this season? And also I read a great article on ESPN talking about the contracts of how we judge these players. Do you think we judge him more harshly than we should because he's making $47 million? So next year when he's on the last year of his contract and he's playing for vets minimum, and he giving a team twenty off the bench. You think we'll look at him different because of his contract? That was a great. That was a great statement and question. So first, let me make sure we had the the question was well, does Russell Westbrook get too much of the blame for his contract? And what was the the other one, you guys? Well, the Lakers trouble. And do you think that uh, the contract is part of the blame? And uh, I think it's a 
the Lakers trouble, how much blame does he share, or if he shares any blame, or should okay, share? Okay, I'm not. I- I'm not. I knock out what I think, and I, I do think he gets a lot of the blame because of the contract. Because every time we talk about it, uh, all jokes aside, um, even when I talk with my boys, we're like, "You got Russell Westbrook for all that when you could have had Buddy Hield and another and another piece to help you play defense." Because last night we saw Jalen Green say we just targeted Carmelo Anthony. You know Carmelo Anthony can't play defense like that yet. You made moves to put Russell Westbrook in the situation, but at the same time. Russell Westbrook got paid that money because they expected Russell Westbrook from Washington, not even OKC, but the one in Washington, not even the one from Houston. The one in Washington was hooping, too. So they're getting I don't even know what this guy this guy's like. I play at the rec on Monday night. He me. <laughs> he's, he's like his death perception's gone. I mean, I, I feel I feel you shotgun when you say if he's getting 20. Um, but at this point. Would it be a consistent 20 or would it be every once in a while? But I do think he gets a lot of the blame. And I do think he gets too much blame. The niggas old. They old. Come on, man. They're old. Let's all just get the elephant out of the room. And everybody don't want to talk about it. They want to talk about Braun and all them like they bring chickens and they're 22 years old. They are 35, 36, 37, 30, going to be 38. So they're old. They should be getting ran like this. If, if you was in your local rec center and some old dudes came in there to ball with you, you would run them off the court too. Facts. Uh, I've seen it happen live and in person. All the <laughs> things I've seen at, at, at Lifetime Fitness, man. Whoa. <laughs> I've seen guys. I'm, I'm dead serious. I've seen guys out there, man, you know, in their full, you know, gear and stuff like that from head to toe, trying to relive their hoop dreams. Then I've seen other guys, you know, come out there and work. they just. Walked off the street and just gave him work. What do you think? Do you think it's, it's mostly the contract? Do you think it's fair? Uh, what do you think about the Russell Westbrook, about that aspect of the situation? You has to be the top of the list. I mean, that, that's the problem with these NBA contracts. You know, they get a little overflated and they're guaranteed. So, yeah, when you're making that much money, you are expected to – to produce i mean that's just not in basketball that's just in life in general you are expected to produce i mean this year he's he, he's 28 percent from three like mm. bro you, you've been playing in the league mm. since 2008 and you are 28 percent from three and that ain't gonna cut it man and when you got a guy like lebron james who is the king of, of spacing that can get you get you in a spot to where you can you you can thrive like that that's not an excuse man so you know it like it's like we talked about earlier in the show you know it's i think it's a mental thing but yeah man when you're you're making that much money there is an expectation that comes with that and it's la so the spotlight is going to be on you regardless of what you do and that's just the nature of the beast yeah and, and i think another thing we have to say along with us talking about the other guys and their philanthropic um things that they do he's all he's very he's very good in the community and part of me thinks is why i can't be I, I can i can make jokes but i can't be that mad at him because part of me thinks that he's doing he's focusing more on what he can do for the community of la than he is on his basketball game right now and my whole thing is if that's so go be the best you know go be the mayor of la go be the best russell westbrook for the for la that you can because me as a basketball fan i don't want to watch this russell westbrook yeah, you know what, man? I gotta, I gotta agree with you on there, Russ. I remember uh, back in those uh, triple double uh, days, like my man uh, uh, Dill uh, came in here and said uh, it was exciting to watch, man. And he was one of the, 
the more exciting players to watch. But I mean, now you got players like you know John Morant that's out there that's mm-hmm. that's, kind of, that's kind of you know that same level of excitement. Uh, the Jalen Green on the Rockets uh is uh doing some stuff um that's uh you know is exciting to watch, man. You know we you know we, I know we're not winning games out here, but um it's just fun to watch um on that level of it sounds sounds like it kind of pointing to the fact that when we look at the western conference and as a whole like the youth is kind of having the movement with the john morantz and the luca donchins and the yandre ayton and booker and then one last night without chris paul by about 20 points and it kind of looks like it's not necessarily or it is lebron you getting older Melo, you getting older and these young dudes they can play basketball too yeah, <laughs> they didn't get drafted. They didn't get drafted to watch y'all. They got drafted to beat y'all and make sure they put y'all in the coffin with all due respect and get you up out the league. Like what did Magic Johnson say to Larry Bird when he started watching uh, Michael Jordan? It's time for me to retire. <laughs> I don't need to be around for this. And I think that's starting to happen. Uh, I really do. I think we're seeing it. Look at the look at uh, Minnesota for years. It's like what does Carl Anthony have to do? And I think we're not. I think one of the reasons why it's kind of a shock. And it's kind of coming at coming at people all of a sudden is because we draft these guys at 19. You draft them at 19 and they become, you know, consistent superstars at like 23, 24, 25. And 25, people look at them like, it took you so long. But think about it. Back in the day, you got drafted, you were like 20, 22 years old. That's only three years in. So I think that I think that um, it's just time. I think that the time is coming and, and it shouldn't be. A, I don't think it should be that big much of a surprise. Um, the, the it just it's it's how the world works. Yeah, nobody plays forever, man. Nobody plays. Uh, yeah. So um, let's go ahead and uh, touch on uh, you know, segue and uh, move over to the NFL and uh, touch on Calvin Ridley, a uh, guy that uh was trying to invest in his future uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> with uh. Sterling, I keep hearing Arthur Blank's voice. <laughs> Messing with my money, man. <laughs> You messing with my money, Calvin? <laughs> bet on this. <laughs> and the thing is, is that he 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 sat there and he you know he he bet on the Falcons. He bet on the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, which, which, uh, Ryan? Yeah. Which? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he probably went ahead. You know, he. Oh Lord Jesus! I don't I I don't know what he was thinking, man. You no, know, they were going to find out. I do. He was thinking about turning fifteen hundred into three thousand. <laughs> I think what said it best, he said, man, you couldn't, you know, just get to give the phone to like one of your partners, get the 1500 to like one of your friends and be like, yeah. hey, bro, you know, place the bed, I get like 10%, you know, if I win. So, I mean. If it's really, if it's really your partner, he would do it for free. He would just be like, all right, bro, I'll do it. Like, I was like, I, at my first person, I said, I'm not going to lie. I said, he couldn't ask his mom. I mean, yeah, I mean, me. I like to gamble. If it was me, I mean, I would have given the money to my mom. Then I would have called Matt Ryan. I'd have been like, "Yo, <laughs> the spread is the spread is twelve. I just need y'all to stay close. You know what I'm saying? Don't make too many mistakes." I would have found out who playing today. You know, I ain't been in the locker room in a while. Who's playing today? Who's not playing today? But there's so many different. I think the reason why it's so bad is because there's so many <laughs> avenues he could have took. Not to get caught, and he took the one way. I'm gonna do it on my phone <laughs> that's logged into me. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so dumb. I mean, just think about <laughs> it. You you signed a rookie contract. It, it was a four year, I believe, like a ten million, ten ten point nine million dollar contract. Yeah, and eight million of that is guaranteed at signing. 
So why do you need to take your fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> and bet on that? Hey Sterling, you know the the wasn't his hit this year. This card, the money he's losing this year about three million. Fifteen hundred dollars cost you three million bucks, man. That's that is possibly one of the worst decisions. Uh, Henry Ruggs made it, but I'm not gonna get into that. That's probably one of the worst decisions that I, that I've seen that I've seen in the past season. I just I, the decision is so bad that I'm not mad, even though he doesn't deserve a season. I'm not mad at him because I can see them in the office like that was stupid, man. You are gonna get everybody else caught that's betting on these games. <laughs> and, and you know what? Um, a year, a year, long, a season, a season is, is. I think that was that was uh, that was too harsh. I mean, like like other people have touched on the subject. You know, you have other guys that are you know just getting hit up with domestic uh mm-hmm. domestic charges, and you know they're only getting suspended for like four, six games, uh, things like that. Um, but um, for gambling, a year, I think that's too long. I think like yeah, I, you know, and I and, and, and you know, and I understand that you know the 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 league uh, whenever they were. You know the the hesitancy uh, when they were trying to get the uh, Vegas Raiders uh, mm-hmm. uh, established. The one thing that was holding them up was that the concerns about sports, you know, betting and you know, co- you know, uh, I guess corruption and blah 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 and all this other you know hoopla and, and bullshit. But um, um, I think that's why the, the you know the message that they're trying to send. They don't want to have the game quote unquote to be dirtied through gambling and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's why they they hit him with the year because he did gamble on his own team. Like if he would have gambled on like you know the Giants and Cowboys, I don't think that you know it would have been looked at the way it is being looked at now. Um, but I do feel that um, they 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 went too far with this one. Now we're gonna bring in Dale uh, again uh, for a question. Dale, what's up, Dale? What's good? No, okay. So the cavalry thing at the end of the day, the shield protects the shield, right? And part of yep. part of that is you messing with their pocket. <laughs> messing with their money. You messing with their pocket. You, you now you tapping in that. What people keep circling around is that the NFL. The reason why everything is they really slam it on Ridley. Yes, because Paul Horner and all a past players that have done this that's been ousted out the league. In the past, the part of it is because now you got FanDuel, all these sports betting sites now. The NFL got their hand in that too. Because the NFL yeah, got a little cut from that, from that stuff too. Because it's the NFL is like, we got a bag from this. We're going to take a percentage of this for the owners. And this other percentage is going into the salary cap. Because remember, salary cap's going up $26 yep. million per team. And partly because... FanDuel, all these other sports bookie and stuff. So they in bed with the bookies now. So now oh, yeah, Calvin Ridley really thing. So with the Calvin Ridley thing, that's why they're trying to slam down harder and make him make an, an example. Because you tap into my money now. That's hundred percent correct. Yeah, that, that's that's like that's that's really that's really what it is. And that's partly, I think that's partly, and as a person that bets, that is partly the reason why I'm not mad at the suspension because to be honest the worst thing ever is to to be like oh well i can't i can't depend on the outcome of a game because we got guys that are on the team betting we don't know what they'll do 
You know what I'm saying? So I I feel you. Like I'm on both sides. I feel you, uh, Boogie. Yes, it's harsh, but it's something that had to be done. Hey, you it's, it, it's so stupid. Like you did it. You just did it in such a dumb way that it's just there's nothing. It's like there's nothing we could do. I, I imagine that's what Roger Goodell told us. There's nothing I can do for you, man. Like there's nothing I can do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not broken up about this uh, 100%. I'm a Saints fan at the end of the day, so I'm still <laughs> glad to see them uh, uh, do, with, do with less uh, over there in Atlanta. So, um, but um, I'm, 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 I'm just still kind of, you know, like, dude, like, really? Like, there were so many other ways, man, you could have went about this, but this is the route that you chose, you know, so. But, I mean, like, I've heard, you know, uh, you know what Dale says, and, you know, it does definitely make a, uh, Make a lot of sense, man. The bottom line, man, is that you can't be messing with people, motherfucking money. Oh, I think that's a hundred percent the reason. I think that's a hundred percent the reason why why he's getting punished the way he is. Right, a hundred percent. Like we joke about it, but nah, Jay Jones really is like, nah, he ain't gonna fuck this up. Like right. he is not going to mess this up because there's one people, one thing people love, and that is to bet, win, yep. lose, draw. People love to gamble. And so the fact that they opened the floodgates and now sports betting is legal in the United States for most of the United States. Oh, no, 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 no. Anybody that comes close to messing that up is going to be damn near out the league if, if not suspended or suspended if not out the league. And this is right part now. of the, Go ahead. No, no, you, you, you good. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sterling. And I think this is part of the problem with the NFL when there is some sort of controversy or tragedy the NFL, they don't know how to handle these situations from, you know, from um, Roger. We could go back in NFL history and look at the scandal, Spygate, uh, Deflate Gate, or what, I mean, whatever gate you want to look at. I mean, I it's like Ray Ray Rice. <laughs> I mean, the NFL, they when it comes to discipline, they get it wrong every single time. And it's like, I understand making a, an example out of Calvin Ridley. And what Calvin Ridley did was dumb and inexcusable. But at some point, I would love to see the NFL get the disciplinary actions right. Instead yeah. of suspending a guy for one year, why don't you suspend him for four games and then make a new rule? Like, if you get caught gambling, you will be suspended for a year. So that hey, all these other you. cats who didn't get caught, because, you know, everybody's out there gambling. And then also look at where these, you know, us being three African-American males, where we kind of grew up and where we come from, it's real easy, Michael Vick, to get caught up in situations that do not benefit you. Now, I'm not making an excuse, but at the same time, you have to be able to be relevant with your culture. And if you're going to embrace betting fully, then there's a lot of stipulations that come with that. And the NFL, yeah. once again, they failed to do the right thing. And I think that comes from their, their – it's like they have a need – to appeal to whatever the public says. So if the public's like, ah, we want him now, they'll do that. And then they'll recant that statement. Like with the with the Ezekiel Elliott case, they were going back and forth. He suspended. He's not suspended. He suspended. Like it depends everywhere the public swayed, they sway. And I think that's why they always get it wrong because they never just take a just take a firm stance. So we know what the rules are. We know where we stand. But the NFL is always like, well, sometimes we do it over here. Sometimes we're over here with it. So I think that's that's the that is that is a really good point, Thurman, because they they do need to get that under control. Because you're like you're not lying when you say every time with the discipline, every time. That's why with Deshaun Watson, they just they just they just said we're just not going to say anything. He just can't play until it's over. That's why they just backed up and they just said we can't. We're just going to wait till it's over. Yeah, 
Right. As, but as, you should have learned with Deshaun Watson, you should have learned with Ben Roethlisberger. Right? True. Facts. Some of these owners are doing the same stuff. And so, man, it's it's hard to, you know, as, as much as I love the NFL and love the Shield, man, the Shield's got to do better, bro. They got to do better by these players. And, and, and it needs to improve. And that's when you funny. talk about the owners, yeah, that's that. I think, and that's another thing. Like, at some point, the owners got to look at themselves and say, hey, man, we got to start policing ourselves. Because, you know, like, owners go, what's the owner for the, I almost called him the wrong name, the owner for the commanders, uh, Daniel Snyder. Like, I, I, I'm a Cowboys fan. Why is the guy getting a key card to the women's locker room? Why? <laughs> what, at, at what point in the hiring process, Here's the key to your office. Here's the key to the door. Oh, here's the key to the cheerleaders' locker room. Why? That shouldn't, even, that shouldn't even be a part of it. Like, what is that? And so I think the NFL needs to needs to look at the owners and say, man, I got to kind of like start policing y'all executive office, kind of like what happened in the NBA when the Mavericks got caught and, and they right. had to go clean house and clean it up. But it's it, it's all for the better the betterment of the league. The Lakers had, I mean, not the Lakers, but the Clippers had to get rid of their owner when he was being racist and all that. So I think that that's something that needs to happen. Uh, Sterling, when you brought that up, I'm like, damn right. But it's also something that I think when people say you're asking the creators of the league and the people that are, make the league, the, oh, it's their league. It's like if us three, us get, got together with, with uh, 30 other guys and said, we're all going to get teams. And one of them started acting crazy. And we were like, we just don't feel like punishing them. Like, we're wrong, but that's what they're doing. They're just like, he's one of us. He's in this club. You can do what he wants. You can go to that massage parlor if you want, bro. Like, Mr. Kraft. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, James, James Harden has a key to the uh, – he got a key card. <laughs> well, he, he definitely got a key card to, to about seven strip clubs out here. And I can tell you one thing. Uh, I can tell you one thing. Uh, I know uh, who ain't going to have a key card uh, in the city of Seattle. Uh, and they he about to hit it big in uh in the big snowy. Uh, my man, uh, Russell Wilson is on the. No, move. no, we gotta call him. We 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 gotta call him by his name. That's Mister Mister Mister. Oh, that's so cringe. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Hey, it is cringe, but it's one of those things that's it's like a dad joke. It's so cringe that I'm gonna yeah, rock with it. You know what I'm saying? So cringe that I gotta rock with it. And I, man, and then, then he, yeah, uh, he came in that that year. That was his contract year, wasn't it? He came in, Mister Unlimited. Yes, and well, then hey, he balled out. Book before you hold on. I, I don't mean to like interrupt, but book. Hey, I gotta bring this up because before Sierra, my man was rocking pleated khakis with some damn uh, with some uh, Nike Monarchs, bro. Now this dude. cat is Sierra to turn this dude out. This boy over here trying to, trying to fight future. Sierra done gave this boy a wardrobe. He over here doing the gritty, all stupid and stuff. I mean, like, man, hey, I'm telling you, dog. Get you a woman that'll do for you what Sierra going to do for you because that boy, he, he fresh now. Yeah. yeah, you heard the lyrics. Level up. Level up. Level up. Yeah, she got him some. She said, I can mold him. What was that? The $6 million man from back in the day? She said, I can build him. I can mold him. Now in Denver. He gonna he gonna be high. He gonna, I'm not gonna get into that, bro. But he's Russell. Russell Wilson getting traded is possibly the, <laughs> the best news I, I heard so far. Because I was so sick and tired of the Aaron Rodgers, and I, I guess I'll look. I'll let you jump it off because I don't get too far into it. But I, I had something to say about what's being said about Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, or, or I can get into it. 
So, uh, let me just go ahead. Uh, with the Russell Wilson thing, um, I mean, I, Denver won. I mean, I'm looking, you know, if you look at it, you know, Denver won. I mean, okay, so let's, let's really look I did the Larry David one time for it. Yeah, yeah, I had to say that. I'm looking at it again, and I'm like, okay, two firsts, two seconds, a fifth, and three players with the the potential that um which puts uh Seattle back in the uh quarterback uh I guess you could say uh mm-hmm. quarterback market. Um they got a lot. And I don't know, you know, so I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to walk walk it back because I am not a hundred percent sure that he's gonna be the same Russell uh Mr. Unlimited Wilson uh that he was. He has a lot of weapons in Denver. And I, the one thing I'm, I'm going to say is this, is that the AFC West response uh, <laughs> was uh, was very interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll work our way to that. It shows you how cold he was. It shows you how cold he was. We switched divisions and they know. We got to get some rest. Um, yes. And I, 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 the reason why I did the, eh, it's cause, not because I think, I don't think anybody lost this trade. As a good friend of mine always says, two things can be right at the same at the same time. So mm-hmm. people can break even. I think the trade helped Denver get exactly what they needed in a quarterback in the fashion that they like to get when they don't they don't like to or they can't draft a quarterback. It's been in like eleven years, so they've had time. So the fact that they can't do that or won't. They're able to get the quarterback in the fashion that they want. And as far as Seattle's concerned, I haven't heard anybody say this, but they have completely erased the, the jack, the, how they jacked up that Jamal Adams trade and traded their picks for a blitzing safety. I mean, he can't even cover, but uh, he's, he's basically Roy Williams. I hope he does better next year, but he's basically Roy Williams, which really isn't worth a lot in the days in the NFL. And you gave up draft picks to get him. They got those picks back. And the, it's not like Seattle is unable to pick talent. They just weren't picking the talent Russell Russell Wilson. Sorry, Russell Wilson wanted. So I think both teams won. But I do think um, the moves that you saw made in the 49ers pulling out an ad in the newspaper saying, like, it's finally over. Um, I, I, I don't get how I hear some people saying that he's average or he's not. He's not great. He's just good. The man's only behind. Aaron Rodgers for total QBR. And I think he's only behind Tom Brady for like touchdowns. Um, he did not lose the San Francisco at all. He's up there <laughs> for uh, four, like four three years, right? two years, I think. Year and a half. Yeah, he's, up there for, yeah. he's up there for four, fourth quarter comebacks and, and stuff like that. So he he he's decorated, man. Um, I just don't like his uh his sense of fashion at uh prior <laughs> uh, pre uh, Sierra. Um, I think Sierra was probably the best thing that ever happened to Russell uh, Wilson. Um, bad news for that locker room. Uh, obviously, future is going to be off of the playlist. I really think um, that Russell Wilson may like the song Gucci Flip Flops because now he is the one rocking Gucci Flip Flops. You know what? You know the lyrics to the song. If you know the lyrics to the song, I think Russell Wilson probably jams that. Like, yeah, I did just do that in some Gucci Flip Flops. Yes, I did. I did. And I'm I going to take you. the sun out for ice cream later. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the Chargers I'm playing, sorry. though. The Chargers playing stick talk when they come out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, but there, here's, a, here's a good point about the, the Seahawks. So 
And, and it, when it comes to like draft and development, you know, like we saw them build their dynasty, getting Russell Wilson in the third round. You know, you you took a flyer and you got a guy like Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor. These are mid to late round picks. The problem, the reason why the Seahawks are in this position, and we cannot forget that it's important that you hit on your first round picks. Since 20, they had, they didn't even have a first round pick in 2013 through 2015. Then they took a flyer at number 31, a Jermaine Effetti, who turned out to not do anything. They didn't have a pick in 2017. 2018, I believe they got Rashad Penny. The next year, they got LJ Collier and then Jordan Brooks, who's who's okay. It's like you have to be able to hit on these premium picks, and they didn't. And then you mm -hmm. go around, and then you want to go and get a Jamal Adams for what reason? I do not know. <laughs> But it's good that they, like you, like you mentioned, Russ, they did, you know, kind of reset a little bit and, and got a good haul for Russell Wilson. But really, did you have to give up your your franchise quarterback? Because Russell Wilson was not the problem. It was their front office for mishandling the NFL draft. And it's gonna bite I you think, in the ass at some point. I think, and this is something that y'all will find out, and you'll, you'll everybody listening will find out as as the uh, as longer we listen is. I have a firm belief that if a player does not want to play for you, um, yeah, he can go. Uh, it doesn't matter how good he is. Because I just believe in sports, you have to have not only the talent, but the will and the want. This James Harden, not tonight because they, they got blown out, but this James Harden for a team that he in his heart wants to play for is totally different. They're both good. He was great in, 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 um, in Brooklyn. But when you see somebody that wants to play for a certain team and wants to get out there, that matters. And if a player doesn't want to play for you, then nah, I'm, I'm good. We, we're not going to say it publicly because I need to get as much for you as, as I need to get, but you can go. And I think that's something that, that the NFL and a lot of sports are just reluctant to do because of quote-unquote talent. I think that the Seahawks did the right thing. Like I know they messed up and botched everything else, but if you were to tell me, Russell, you're going to jack up everything and you're going to be stuck with a quarterback a receiver and a blitzing safety he's he's got talent to be the best safety and now he's just a blitzer but i'm gonna get you six picks you can give up that quarterback and you get six picks and you can start over then i would like and the quarterback doesn't want to play for you let me add that oh okay yeah you give me all that and i'll start over and and, I, and i'll make and i'll make it work the best i can they are going to have hard times but you got to do what you got to do if a player don't want to play for you I, I i can't put him out there with my jersey on i just can't do it can't do it. Won't do it. Can't win with them. Can't play with them. <laughs> Singletary. Boy, Mike Singletary, man. Boy, Mike Singletary. Um, now, on the opposite end of the spectrum uh, on uh, these trade talks, uh, my main man, my big boy, uh, the the bigger ginger, uh, Carlson Wentz, <laughs> from, <the booth. laughs> from Indianapolis, to the Washington Commanders. I hate that name. I still don't think I ever get used to it, but we got to get used to it. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan, so whatever you call that team, guess what? They trash. Yeah. They wear they wear maroon garnet. What is it? Garnet and gold. They trash. So <laughs> point blank. Period. We don't like that. Well, I don't like the team in Washington at all, and I think, but I do think it's a trade they needed to make because Tyler Heineke is not was not good. Um, I mean, he played good, but he's not good. If you can make sense of that, um, and they got a guy. They got a guy that, honestly, even though I just I don't really care for Wince, the Wince mania and all that. I, I will be honest. If he does take this as a last opportunity and stops calling his own plays and huddle and stops doing stops stop doing just what you want, 
um, he could probably be a good quarterback again, and he could be good for them, especially with uh, McLaren, Samuel, um, who's that uh, the tight end, Logan Thomas. They have they have skill positions, and of course that defense is going to be good in Washington. Well, it's supposed to be good in Washington, and so I, I think I think the trade was good, but I think it's just the fact that Carson went to soft, and you let a guy like Nick Foles crush your whole career. Yeah, we look at that. Him that that is a uh, 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 one of the the, the things uh, that I'm going to call it a theory that uh, a couple of Philly fan, fans have shared with me uh, that Wentz was always looking over his shoulders while uh, Foles was there, and as soon as Foles got out the building, they ended up bringing in uh, Jalen Hurts, so he had to keep looking over his shoulders on a rookie <laughs> that had no film, and uh, you know, and, and now uh, his feelings got hurt. And and they you know they they he wanted to trade so he goes to Indianapolis they cite that he uh, can't take uh, hard coaching uh, there's a lack of leadership and uh, apparently he's calling his own plays in the huddle so um, I don't know man he's like the James Harden James Harden of football he's like like you said the James Harden of 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 football so James Harden is way better at basketball than Carson Wentz at football. He's I'm like, just he's talking like, about the whole, I need like, it to be my way, my way, my way. Or is he like the Russell Westbrook? He's, like he's really like the Walmart level Willie Beeman, but like <laughs> Willie Beeman. You, you know, just call him great. Yeah. You just call uh, Carson uh, great value. Uh, well, I mean, he is, I mean, I mean, he is, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, see, I'm telling you. It's not going to be good. Yeah. It's not going to be good, but you're going to get fooled. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, I, I personally feel like the move is just um, them throwing a trash on top of a dumpster fire. Um, I don't see, um, I don't see it bearing fruit. Um, I think that they need to. Uh, I I just think that Wentz is damaged goods at this point. I think that if you tell me, and you know, and and like you like you said, Rose, like I remember, uh, I think it was. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, whenever he was uh, talking about a, uh, I can't remember the, the, the kicker's name, but he was telling a story that, you know, uh, he had a kicker. He was, uh, you know, kicking for him. Then he told him, he said, hey, you know, coach, I think I lost my confidence. And you know what Jerry, uh, not Jerry, uh, Jimmy Johnson did? Cut his ass. Yes. All right. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and, I, and that's, how, and that, that's my, my stance on Wentz. I think he's damaged goods. Mentally, he's, he's shot. Um, maybe. You know, some people might feel a change of scenery might happen, but he already went through that, you know, from Philly to Indy. Um, but, you know, I just don't – I. they were a cusp playoff team, and they had that collapse. And for them to kind of, you know, not run it back and, you know, go a different direction, that that lets me know that, you know, dog, they, 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 they weren't rocking with you, brother. <laughs> like, they – they seen something in you that just wasn't going to work. And I think that, you know, that he's just, a, his confidence is shot. He might be able to bring it back. Maybe, maybe not. But that that's how I feel about this particular trade. I have a take on this. I have a take on okay. this. Okay. So we all agree that Wentz has a degree of cheeks to him. Okay. We, we're going to establish the <laughs> foundation there. But let me tell you why I think this is probably the best situation for him. Okay, when you when you they the Eagles drafted him 
and and I know this just because of what Josh Allen has been through, and it's uh, it's it was the right environment, the right people around him the whole time. That's why he they took a guy who was very very unpolished, and look, he's one of the top three uh, quarterbacks in the league. Facts. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has every intangible or physical ability you want in a quarterback. For for a modern day quarterback, he has it right. So I think when when you go to a place like Indianapolis where you had to, you know, you got guys like Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning, established quarterbacks, these are leaders of men. These are supreme leaders, right? And then you you look at a, a situation like Washington where they really haven't had a quarterback that was really decent. Who would they have? Like uh, the guy from Baylor. Um What's Robert it? Griffin III. Robert Griffin. He was, was, a, he was years ago. Oh, no, no. I'm going somewhere with this. That was the no, last. I'm just saying that's how sad yeah. it's been. Right. Just, keep yeah. going. Keep going. <laughs> but that's the last stimulus of decent quarterback play that they've had. So I think the Washington oh, fan base, cousins. they're going to, they're, they're going to, oh, and Cousins. They're going to embrace him. They're going to, they're going to need him. And then you, you put him with a coach like Ron Rivera. Both of these guys are Christians. So, so they kind of speak the same language. Ron can kind of help help him uh, kind of cultivate maybe as a man. I mean, he's done that with Sean McDermott and some of the uh, the Bills staff, the coaches staff. So I think this, if he has a shot, if he's if he's going to do anything with his career, I think it's in Washington. But we also have to keep this in mind too. The Colts really didn't have a good wide receiver core outside of Michael Pittman, who, who, who's, who's average, who is the average wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton is is past his prime. <laughs> Who else did they really have to throw the ball to? And look, 94, 94 uh, passer rating, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Now, he does have erratic play. We know that. But yeah, I don't, let's talk about when those let's talk about when those mistakes happen. That's, I think that's what you're right. saying is all true. That's why I think that's why you're right when you say, "Yeah, you pick them up because it's not necessarily the total package. It's just that don't do what you did against Jacksonville. Don't throw left-handed passes out the end zone for interceptions. Don't sprain both your ankles on the play trying to get out of a play that's not fit to be made. Like you know, it's kind of those things. When I, and then when you hear he changes plays, like I agree yeah. with you, Sterling. It's just those. Those couple of plays, like it's just they're really bad, really right. like really bad. That's what Sheik's about them. <laughs> it's like it's like eating a delicious sandwich, and then when you get to the last bite, it's got mold in it, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't eat this whole thing." Oh. It's, too it's, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late, and it's already done. <laughs> but again, I also will say Sterling's right when you say like, I think you kind of hinted at it at least. What what else is Washington gonna do? It's not like I can't come home with nothing. Like I can't I can't come home with nothing. So like I don't, I don't want no more Tyler. So Carson, at least you look good. Like come on, come with me. Right. At least we can we can we can sell you. You know you can't sell the people of Washington Tyler Heineken anymore. You can't. He's, right. He is what he is. A good backup. They need him. They need him. <laughs> Uh, but uh, with all these moves uh, happening around the league, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going back to Green Bay for what we don't know yet. Uh, some people said it was like 200 mil with a 153 guaranteed. He said that that was inaccurate. So I guess that, you know, um, they haven't uh, reached uh, or they haven't disclosed the uh, dollar amount. But um, it does definitely change. They better the sign Devontae Adams. Sorry. They better <laughs> sign Devontae Adams. It does change the uh, the uh, free agent and uh, draft uh, setup um, 
moving into the offseason, um, we have uh, the commanders. I was about to call them the Redskins or uh, the Washington football team. Uh, but the commanders were uh, looking at uh, what was his uh, Malik? Uh, what's his name uh, from Liberty? The quarterback Malik of Liberty? Willis. Yes. Malik Willis. Um, Malik Willis. Yeah, so they were looking at him. And obviously, I don't think that, you know, that might be off the board. Um, I know uh, Seattle uh, has shown uh, interest in uh, Kenny Pickett. Um, and small then you know, Small hand, Mr. Small Hands. Uh, That's a strong was, hand. <laughs> your boy got the scary movies. <laughs> Grab a strong hand. No, give me your other hand. No, this is my strong hand. <laughs> so, uh, so with with all these changes, um, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson is uh, still on the board, uh, barring his uh, legal uh, issues. So, a lot of people, qu- quarterback needy teams, can uh, make some plays. I know uh, the Saints. Uh, they're still in need because, uh, as a fan, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Taysom Hill is not the answer. Um, while they was picking these guards and, and, and D-ends D and D-tackles, I would have been better, uh, felt better if they would have addressed the uh, impending quarterback issue that was uh, uh, going to be pre- uh, present. But um, um, it, it does uh, shake things up. Um, I'm pretty sure before the – the week's end is going to be a lot more moves to be made. Um, but um, I can tell you right now, man, um, this offseason uh, has already uh, got off to a a, a very uh, fast start, man. Uh, that's for goddamn sure. Uh, and the only thing that's fast are these fucking 40 times that these uh, receivers and uh, skill players are uh, putting up. Um, but I want to touch on one particular player's 40 time. Big man. From University of Georgia, Jordan Davis, six foot, what five, six foot six, six six, six six, three hundred and like forty pounds, bust out a four eight. That is something out of my nightmares. If I'm a ball carrier, yeah, that is that is that is scary. It's fucking scary. <laughs> um. That's almost as scary as Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa uh, on opposite ends. Um, oh my God! That, yeah, it's that, a scary if that don't tell you how good Russell Russell Wilson is, then I he gets traded to the team in the division and they go out and get Khalil Mack. That's the response, man, that you needed to have. But I can tell you one thing that can help uh, that can help Russell. Uh, I mean, Russ got speed on the outside out there, man. Um, He's got a team built to win. Yeah, he, he's he got, got a team built to win. He got speed out there, but that AFC man, uh, they 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 looking tough, man. I don't know what you're going to do, Raiders. Uh, you're sitting there with a uh, David Carr with the used car, baby. You're sitting there with a uh, old car, and um, it ain't really much. That's uh, about it. That's yeah, about it. Old car, car and Waller, Waller and Car. And then you got a uh, <laughs> you got Josh Jacobs. I mean, he do what he do. He uh, he does, but he's not a game breaker necessarily. Yeah, he ain't gonna make you a savior, you know. He's just gonna kind of, you know, he he gonna cruise, stay in the middle. Uh, he's gonna be consistent, if anything. But I, uh, I love consistency. I'm I'm yeah. the I'm the consistent guy in the room. Give me consistency yeah. before you give me highs and lows, because consistency can hate good, highs man. and lows. Yeah, you gonna stay with the job being consistent, but um, in that division, consistency ain't gonna get you nowhere. 
you got you you going against uh Pat Mahomes, um you got uh little Justin Herb, a uh, little J Herb uh, out there in uh LA. Jay Herbo. Yeah, Jay Herbo. Give him a name, J Herbo. <laughs> and then you know you got Russ uh done landing in mile high, so don't forget, oh. though, they just re-signed Mike Williams and the, the Chargers. It, it hit us today, and it hit us like a wave. But And I think give us about 24 hours, and we're going to realize, holy crap, the Chargers are going to be monstrous next year. I'm here to t- say I think they're going to be – I think – I don't know if they're going to win a division because Russell, Russell Wilson's going to win that division. I'm just going to let y'all know. Russell Wilson's going to win that division. You can have Pat Mahomes. You can have him. Russell Wilson's going to win that division next year. And if they get Von Miller back in Denver, mm, mm, mm. Very nasty. It's a sticky situation. It's a sticky situation. It's interesting, though. Hold on. Yeah. Because you, you mentioned Jordan Davis in the draft. So, you know, I, I've, saw, I've seen a few uh, mock drafts from people that I respect. And – they got Jordan Davis going to 11 to the Chargers, <laughs> even with that trade today. So you take a <laughs> Jordan Davis, Will <laughs> Mack, and Joey oh Bosa. I, I mean, Jesus. I mean, uh, what are you going to do? Like, oh, and now you're going to yeah. hike the ball to Russell Wilson. You're going to hike the ball to Mr. Unlimited and say, take us to the promised land. Right. And he's going to say, you give me Jared Judy. You give me in Hamlin come wasn't it Hamlin? He's coming back. Um, yeah, KJ Hamler, you KJ know. Hamlin, Patrick. Was it Patrick? Tim, uh, Tim, pa- Tim Patrick, Tim Patrick. Sutton. No, they're they're loaded. Sutton. They're loaded. But this thing at the Chargers. Oh, and Williams. Back. We're forgetting Williams, the running back. Uh, the right. the AFC West is crazy. It's crazy. But here, but here we go, though. So you got Asante Samuel corner and Derwin James. Like mm. the Chargers are putting it. It depends on what they do in the draft. But even without, even without a Jordan Davis, right? But they have the eleventh pick in the draft. They can really, they can really make some hay. Uh, and Jay Urbo is he? He's a dog. So, and I'm not gonna lie, the the team that quote unquote owns the division that we're not talking about as a Cowboy fan, I keep up. If we release Amari Cooper, he's probably gonna be a Chief. So if the Chiefs get Amari Cooper, like that's gonna be the best division in football, hands down. You're not gonna want to miss a game because if you Tyreek Hill and and Amari Cooper, Kelsey with Mahomes, I'm a Cowboys fan and I'm like, nah, let him go. I want to see that. Like, like I'm like, let him let him go because I want to see what that look like. Well, like, so the, thing about, the thing about Cooper is this, dog, and, and and as a as a person that's that's gave him a uh, uh, a couple stints on my fantasy football team, uh, he does these disappearing acts. Uh, where it will go later in the season, and he will just kind of like you know just be like, all right, you know what, I balled out for like two weeks, and you know what, I'm gonna kick my feet up for these next three, uh, you know, and then I might go off on the next one. But he goes on these well, spells. You know where he said, "What? You know why? Why is that, Russ? Because yeah, that hey, that brother like 34. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. He ain't, he ain't 27, know. man. Ain't no way him and Calvin Ridley." When Calvin Ridley was a freshman and he was a and he was a senior and they the same age unless he was the smartest kid in class and he was playing football at Alabama at sixteen or something. I'm yeah. firm believe. I'm you can call me conspiracy conspiracy theory. Russ Amari Cooper is thirty three. He's thirty three. Think about what it. you just said. He disappears. He's got nagging hamstring injuries, nagging groin injuries, 
Those are that's, old guy injuries. What does Braun deal with? Knee you sound, like sound like me, and I'm thirty six. <laughs> but he still looked great. He still looked great with with the Chiefs. But I'm telling you, that's why he's older. He's older than he is. He didn't check the birth certificate. You can't be throwing him to the Chiefs, man. As a Bills fan, I do not want to see another <laughs> weapon on the damn Chiefs. And not to mention, Amari Cooper has only he only has two one thousand yard seasons in the last six years. That's so that that should tell you something. I mean, I like Yo! Cooper as a route runner. <laughs> yeah, I like Cooper as a route runner, but yeah, like he he consistency. We need to see more of it, man. Got and I think on a team with Tyreek Hill and, and Pat Mahomes, he's kind of like it's kind of like could he do a better job than a better job than um what's the what's the the small the cat oh, from seventeen? Nicole Hardman. Yeah, Miko yeah. Hardman, the guy that was supposed to be like Tyreek Hill, but is nothing yeah. like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I mean, be, don't be giving the Chiefs more weapons. Can't be doing it, bro. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. I feel you. But it, I mean, you got you got it. What did, what did they say back in the day in wrestling? To beat a man, you got to beat gotta. the man. So Josh <laughs> Allen and Dick go out there. Ed Oliver just got signed. Y'all got to go out there and, and make it happen. I'm telling y'all, trade, trade half y'all team for Saquon Barkley. Done deal. Y'all get it done. Y'all get it done. <laughs> oh, the Bills, they came off with uh, the, with the number one defense. Um, I think the Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes uh, matchup is going to be like the new Brady and, yep. and Manning matchups. Uh, I truly feel that. Um, that is the, the – the AFC, when it comes to quarterbacks – is is fucking ridiculous right now. Because uh, I was just about to say, everybody's sleeping on Lamar Jackson, but one thing about yeah. Lamar Jackson that I always like to bring up is that man's whole running back backfield was hurt. His receivers were hurt. And he just went out there every week and was just like, I'm a ball out until he got hurt. Like, like, yeah. I, I, like I just, I respect that. Uh, like, I respect it. I think that people are, people kind of are forgetting, are forgetting about how he gets down. Oh, no, no. I ain't forgot about him. You know, it's it, it it's it's a thick uh um it's a thick lineup when you talk about the uh, quarterbacks of the AFC. Um, you know, you got Pat and John, Josh Allen, uh you got now you got Russ. Um you could just name, you know, uh three out of four teams of the AFC West. Um but we, I'll put it this way. We we gonna have to do a whole a whole episode on West. <laughs> on, on the quarterbacks in the in the AFC. Yeah. Uh, well, we'd have to do a whole episode of that because it it it, it is ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. The ta- the, uh, the amount of talent in the AFC West is is, is going to be crazy for the next ten ten years. Is is going to be the the level of play that I'm I'm looking at is I'm I'm, I'm is 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 most likely going to be dominance from the AFC um, over the next ten years. I'll say about seven AFC team wins. Uh, out of you know the NFC, the NFC is I don't I just don't see anything coming out the NFC that's going to I I just don't I just don't man I just don't because I don't see the uh, I don't see the the LA Rams running it back I don't I just don't no, they not yeah, you know where I'm going running. yeah you know what really time it is there's one team I'll be a Huckleberry baby there's one team that can make it happen. Who is rough? Don't say the Cowboys. Jesus Christ! It's America's team, the team of all oh teams. Oh my God! It's the the team, oh my God. The, the team that makes the dream. You know no. they put a hole in the top of the stadium so God can watch his favorite team play on Sundays. Oh man! And then we got a new stadium. We know we did put another hole in it. 
so you can watch your favorite team. All was going to happen is December's going to roll around, and then you you're going to play yourself out of position like always. But before that day, I'm gonna live like it ain't that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, but um, looking at um. Uh, Looking at uh, some of these uh, forty times, I know there's a, a guy from our alma mater uh, is up there. Uh, oh yes, yes, uh, he's up there. Uh, UTSA uh, DB um, clocked in at what is a, a four two? Uh, let me see what the the four two was it a four two six? I believe the four two six. He ran a four two six, and Thornton from Baylor uh, ran a four two one. But I'm I'm gonna ask Sterling because I know he has a comment on it. Like, why are they so fast? <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. Tyquan Thornton ran a four two one and a four a four two eight. Um, you know, and Tariq uh, Tariq Wooden is who you guys are talking about. He he had a blaze of forty time for a DB as well. So this is the thing uh, that 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 people are talking about in these circles where the NFL the way they were clocking these times in uh in indy they were act they were saying that the players were actually faster than what they were clocked okay yeah so listen so you had eight guys we're just talking about first of all this was the fastest uh 40 com 40 combine times in the history of the nfl okay you got eight wide receivers we're just talking about wide receivers right now eight wide receivers ran four three speed Eight of them. If you look at a guy like Calvin Austin, who who was a whose official time was a four three two, they say they're saying and there's screenshots as you can find it on I saw the, the web. video. I saw the video. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it, these times are crazy. So a four it, flat Z was it four zero three? Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen that kind of speed. And the the crazy thing about this is, it's not like it's one of those John Ross. Okay, I'm gonna run a quick forty time, but like. Tyquan Thornton, Vellis Jones, Calvin Austin, Bo Melton, Christian Watson, and then you got both Ohio State guys, and we're just talking about receivers. The they actually have this play speed on tape. So and 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 on top of that, I think y'all were talking about him a little bit. The, the defensive lineman from Georgia that ran a four eight. Yeah, Jordan Davis. Big, four, big it was Jordan actually Davis. a four seven. You got a, four, a defensive. Yeah, defensive end ran a four five. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I, I, I've and I've said, and I know we're, we're, we're. It's like, are they fixed or fabricated? And I think that, and I don't think that they're speeding up the times for the players. I've always thought for years they they've done things that slowed the time. Me, me personally, I I said the reason why there's a white mat on the floor is because that part of floor it has. I believe it slow it slows them down. I believe it slows them down because. This year was the first year that I looked at it and I said, damn, they're running and it looks free. Um, but it's all a conspiracy theory. When, But to watch that video of that kid that crossed the line and it said 4.03. And I said, now, I mean, we could, you know, people can make, you know, fake tape and stuff like that. But that's insane. That's 4.03 for the 40. And then when you watch his highlights, you're like, oh, my God, he really is. He looks that fast on tape. Like you said, they look that fast on tape. Like Thornton, I'm a Big 12 fan. I'm an Oklahoma fan. So I've seen Thornton personally torched us. So, so, I mean, like he has that speed 
on, on like you said on film too. So it's 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 crazy. I'm not sure what they were doing were doing in the past, but they damn sure didn't do it this this combine. They did, yeah. and it's it's cool to see, man. It's really cool to see these young guys kind of you know get their money because you know if the Raiders had every pick, they they pick every fast dude in the damn draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if Al Davis all the receivers, had, all the receivers. Yeah, yeah, if Al Davis had his choice, uh, every guy that 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 runs a uh, four three and under will be on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Will be be in the black and silver. Uh, looking at uh, Darius Hayward Bay. Um, wow, what a what what a speech! Which, which gets us in. <laughs> I was gonna say you mentioned him, John Ross. Uh, I'm not gonna call him when I call him in the text, but John Ross. <laughs> And getting to those guys, it's 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 not not really like it matters too much. I mean, some guys have a forty time that's blazing. I really just look at it as an event. Uh, when it comes to football, I've always thought that the way someone runs on a track is different than the way someone runs uh, when people are chasing them, trying to tackle them. That's facts. Uh, I can attest to that. Uh, whenever uh, I was playing ball. Our coaches always used to tell us that there's two types of uh, speeds. There's field speed and track speed. Um, some of the players that are blessed have both, he says. But um, he was like, you know, we don't really care what you run on the track. We want to know what you run on the field. So, yeah, it is it is a difference. Uh, and the ones that play, they they, they kind of, you know, you, you, you kind of know. Um, Devin Hester. So, so my, my, my thing is, is, is this, is that uh, – do you think you know? It, does speed really kills? Does it really kill on the field, or does it kill careers? Um, with uh, the, these forty times, you know, people kind of get thrusted with uh, the the you know with a lot on their shoulders because you know, like my coach said, you cannot teach speed. So I think you know, um, finding these guys, you know, or, or putting these guys in roles like how um, uh, Russell said, uh, McCall Hartman. You know, they kind of want him to be, you know, uh, opposite Tariq Hill, but that's, you know, not how he's playing. Um, and I know that, you know, they, they did that because of his, his speed and his height. Um, but um, how do you guys feel about, um, do you think that the speed is, is kind of a double-edged sword? Or is it, uh, you know, or is it just like, you know, personnel people not using them correctly? Or you, do you think that, these players got into these positions or got drafted because of their speed. I think, I, I, I think that it has to do with a combination of, of all of that. Like you need somebody fast, but you have fast like Tyreek Hill, what we saw at Oklahoma state, he was, he was superior. And then you have like, the film doesn't lie. Then you have speed like Jalen Rager. He's really fast. He was good at TCU. But you also saw in some games, it can be it can be defended. And so I think, I think what the NFL does is sometimes they look at the guy's speed, and like you say, you can't teach it. You can teach everything else. It's like in basketball. You can't teach somebody how to jump like out the gym and windmill 360 dunk it. But you could teach them how to pay attention and do the other things on the court. So I think, think that as a general manager, you're like, it's safer for me to get a fast guy and try to mold him rather than get a guy that I think is not going to be fast enough. So I, it's just, it is a double-edged sword. It's, it's like some, like John Ross, you can leave that alone because you saw when he played Alabama. You saw it. Like, okay, 
his speed can be neutralized. Like he doesn't have the ability to, it's not going to translate unless he's playing lesser competition. I think that's another thing too. Don't show me a guy running away from, from who she said, she said state university, like show me, show me how he's running against prime Clemson, prime Alabama, um, you know, the good, the prime SEC defenses that are good, that have NFL players on them to, 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 <clears throat> excuse me, to stop what you do. Um, I, I don't think, I really don't think a lot of times that they don't look at that. I think that they bypass that because uh, a player like, I'll say a player like Michael Gallup, I remember when he was getting drafted, he, I, he was very, I don't know if you remember, Boogie, he was very high on my list. I was like, he's very good. And people were like, why is he good? And I was like, watch the Alabama tape. Don't watch what he did. He's going to kill all these other schools. But watch the Alabama tape. And when you watch the Alabama tape, you're like, holy crap. Like, he's decimating these Alabama cornerbacks. And I think that when you go and you see a guy run a 4-3, the next thing you need to do is go look at, okay, what did he do against the best competition in his conference? And if the best competition in his conference isn't that good, or he never played anybody that good, you got to be wary about it. I think, you know, when you're that fast, if you can't gear down, if you can't run a full route tree, if you can't gain separation at the top of the stem, your speed is not really going to benefit you. And I, I, you know, and I think like a lot of these guys coming out this year, you know, there's some really good route runners. So it kind of goes back to, you know, their actual, their place, something we talk about in the scouting academy is that, you know, these guys show really good play speed. And that's, that's rare to have that kind of speed. But actually you can, when it comes to being a wide receiver, you can run your routes properly. Or if you're a defensive back, are you, you know, do you have fluid hips? Can you turn and go with these wide receivers? Those are the things that are important. So, like, you look at a guy like Anquan Bolton, who was slow. He, he His 40 time was really slow, but he's out here cooking NFL DBs yep. because he knows how to take proper angles. So you got to have all those things to be a complete elite wide receiver or defensive back or whatever. You know, you, you have to have – it ain't just speed, but you got to add some other stuff to the tool. So, yeah, it's speed fun is to just, watch, Speed is like – you're starting you're 100% correct. Speed is just pretty. It's just like a, it's like a, just a pretty girl with no brains. It's just, it's, it's, it's nice to look at. And some guys are going to be like, give me that. You know what Until I'm saying? But, <laughs> but that, that's, you know, that's a good, good, good analogy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it really is. It, if we, if, if, if you go, if you go to the, it, it really is like, you want a two door Ferrari that goes 200 miles an hour, but you'll never be able to get your groceries to fit in it. You'll never be able to get more than one person in it. You never be able to, you know what I'm saying? You won't be able to handle any of your errands in it, but it's a Ferrari and it goes 200 miles an hour. Or you get this nice, you know what I'm saying? You can get this nice Jag truck or this nice, you know, SUV, you know what I'm saying? That does everything, but it doesn't go 200. Speed is speed is very attractive, but I'm a fast person. I would tell you, don't put me out there over a swole guy that can catch. Because when they hit me, it's over. I'm done. I'm not doing that. No, I'm good. His nickname like, his nickname in uh the flag football uh thing was uh Russell ninety nine Speed Johnson. The thing yeah, is, you get over the couldn't catch. That was the thing. Well, stop! <laughs> but <laughs> stop the lies. You sit on the throne of lies. Luckily, we'll take care of that in another in another cast of pod. But no, nah, yeah, I'm 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 a, I'm fast. But I I just that's that's why just my opinion on it is like and. I guess because when you are fast, you're just like, yeah, he fast, but can he do everything else? Because me personally, my favorite receiver of all time is probably Michael Irvin. He ran like a five. <laughs> but he ran deep all the time. But, like, it's, five, it's, it's one of those things you, gotta, you have to have game. 
Yeah, but on that enhancers, yeah, he 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 ran every bit of a four five. So uh um my boy Mike, man, uh Michael Irvin uh has always been uh one of the uh one of my, my, my top receivers because of the playmaking and physical uh, physicality of uh his play, but I mean, there's one man that I I'm, I'm sorry to me is, is one man and one man only, Randy Moss. Um, that is my my uh my all time favorite receiver. It was always just fun to watch interviews and everything. So have to um, do it. We're gonna have to do a show about receivers because we could go on for yeah. days. I'm gonna let oh, you yeah, know. We, we yeah, we're gonna yeah, have to we're, do one. We're gonna have to save that one uh for another day. But um, uh, a couple of these receivers in this class uh, have their chance to uh kind of make their uh, names and potentially be um in uh the hall of fame uh and just like uh that on that aspect you got guys that could you know go ahead and flame out and uh you know be labeled as that uh that 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 label and that tag that no player wants to be labeled as as a bust um, and, I, and and i think that that it, it, and some of them are some of the fast guys are, and some of the fast guys are not. And I think it all just depends on okay, the well, schemes. Let me, let me just uh rattle off uh just like the top ten uh guys uh that ran the you know the fastest forty times in the combine. So obviously number one is John Ross with a four two two. Uh Kalon Barnes uh this year, a cornerback with a four two three, uh Chris two K Johnson, running back four two four. Rondell Melendez, a wide receiver, a four two four. Dree Archer, running back, four two six. Uh, Tariq Woolen, uh, the guy we just mentioned from UTSA, a cornerback, a four two six. Jerome Mathis, uh, receiver, same thing, four two six. And uh, Marquise uh, Goodwin, uh, from UT, a wide receiver, Raleigh, four Texas. two seven. Yes, Raleigh, Texas. Uh, and you got uh, Stanford Wout. Uh, cornerback, uh, he's actually on a uh, six ten sports uh, with a four two seven, and then number ten is a uh, Henry Ruggs the third with a four two seven. We all know his status right now. So out of all these names, um, I can tell you right now, one of them is 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 probably uh, a count one. It's two. So I'm gonna give Goodwin. I, I got to give the nod to Goodwin, man. You know, because he's he, he's still been uh. He's still been in the league, man. He's still been able he's to. He's in the uh, league, but if we're talking about like, and he's from where I'm from. Fast, Sterling. <laughs> he's from where I'm from. Um, we went to the same high school I went to. Um, he's fast, but when we talk about like the where these guys got drafted and and what expected of, or well, not necessarily yeah. where they got drafted, but the speed they ran and what is expected with the speed that they run, the only one that I really would say like I pick, I would I pick that got picked and was like. That's what you want from all your speed okay. is Chris 2K Johnson. That's right. And because Marquis Goodwin's good, yeah, but right. it's one of those things like if you when you drafted him, you thought he was probably going to be like the next Steve Smith or like a Tyreek Hill. You you envision that with the with the type of speed, and he's he's not just a track guy. He's got football game speed. He's good. I was just when I when I read that list, everybody on the list, I'm like, all of them got drafted because of their speed. All of them are still in the league because of their speed, but only one of them was a guy that made you say, like, he could be the best player on the team, and that team could win some games. You got to put some respect on uh, Champ Bailey's name, too, because he ran a 4-2-8, you know, so he's going to be a Hall of Famer, so. Oh, yeah. uh, Was he on the list? 
Uh, no, he was out, outside the top ten. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Was, was a four uh, to seven. Okay, because I was like, I was like, no, nah, champ is champ was cold. Champ was cold, champ was but cold. <laughs> from the from the list that he gave us, I'm just yeah. like those. Yeah, it was top, top ten. 10. For yeah, that being the top 10, ten though, Sterling, that's like yeah. damn. Like the percentage right. is like, like it's really what it's it's at one out of ten. Yeah. So. Two out of ten if you're generous. If we're generous, yeah. two out of ten, twenty percent. So one and a half. Let's go ahead and split the difference. One and a half. Just, just call it that. <laughs> Say one and a half. Fifteen percent. Uh, yeah. Fifteen percent, man. It's crazy. So I mean, he does kill. He does kill careers, man. So. Um, I think that um, I do think that you know um, a lot of these guys like a uh, um, Chris Olave 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 I think he's going to be a uh, I think he's going to be on ball you know and to me man you know I'm kind of torn when it comes to my uh, UTSA prospects I'm, I'm a little harsh on them. I'm more of a wait and see guy because whenever we traded the Saints traded for uh, Marcus Davenport, I didn't even call him by his name. I just called him two first round picks. Only thing that they kept saying was that they were hoping that he turns out into the, uh, Demarcus Ware, and I said no, 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 no. Uh, that, that, but when GMs, but when GMs do that, I automatically, I don't even listen to it. Like when they try to feed you that, I, I automatically am like. No, I'm not. I'm not just gonna automatically just give you someone that cold. Um, but with it being DBs, though, I will say I would take a flyer on a really fast defensive back over probably a, a receiver. The reason being is you just gotta knock the ball down, bro. Like we could, like you say, we could try to teach you technique, and I fall in that trap too. Because in my head, I'm like, we could teach you technique. Like we could teach you how to get in the way. Like with a receiver, like I think y'all will agree, like a lot goes concentration, holding on to the ball, like running routes, like we see all the time. A lot of guys can't run routes; they were just fast. And you get in that people find that out in the NBA, in the NFL, pretty fast. Like, oh shit, I can't run away from everybody here, and now I'm getting caught. Tell you one thing, man. Uh, or can't catch. Well, what I would pay to have a just, just a quarter of that speed right now. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> But um, that's going to be our show for today. Um, appreciate you guys that tuned in. Uh, to tune in, uh, we will be uh, broadcasting every day, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Um, and then you can do the math to figure out the rest. It's kind of late. I don't feel like doing it. Um, <laughs> you can go ahead and uh, find us here. Um, we'll have our social media, uh, everything established um, come next week. Um, you can go on uh, Twitter or Instagram uh, and find us at our respective socials. I'll give mine's out right here. Uh, it'll be DJ Slow Boogie. I will have one for Sports Sushi set up in uh, come next week. Um, any questions or anything like that, you can DM us, uh, and we would uh, work it into the show. So, uh, Russ, Sterling? Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. I really appreciate you, Dale. Thanks, Chris, for tuning in. Um, Shotgun left a little while ago, but I also uh, thank him. and. Um, like I said, we're going to be here. Uh, we're going to be here for you, giving you the sports sushi talk that you need. Earl, thank you, too. Um, and you can find me on your social media platforms. I'm on Twitter as uh, SportsPlug3Russ. And I am on 
uh, Instagram as uh, sportsplug.russ, uh, as my name up there in the corner says. Uh, follow us, grab a link, tell some friends, because as you can see, this is not only just a podcast, but it's a discussion, and we want y'all to be involved. So really appreciate you, Dale, because um, that's what we're looking for, involvement, and hopefully everybody can get what they need out of the program. It's an awesome day. Put, you guys put that so eloquently, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Furrow Sterling. This has been fun, man. I can't wait to uh, do some more shows. I mean, I think we, go, we got something brewing here. It's going to be dope. So uh, make sure you guys tune in next week. All right, man. Yep. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, see you next week, man. Peace. Love and take care. Top sticks on the tray because we do watch them and reuse. Holla. Appreciate it.